the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. Well, wait just a uh, minute now. Dad. Maybe I don't want you to start this show off. Why? Because you did all last week. Thanks, Dad. People might miss me. Nobody's going to miss you. <laughs> the only reason I listen to this show is because of me. Oh, my goodness <laughs> gracious alive. That'll open up a can of worms. <laughs> no, uh, go ahead. Seriously, go ahead. Oh, r- really? You're going to let me do it now? Oh, yeah. Why not? You sure? Go ahead. Positive? Go ahead. Good afternoon, guys. And girls. And, yeah, we don't discriminate here. Nope, nope. Happy Saturday. Yes, Saturday. Happy day before 4th of July. Happy, happy 4th of July weekend. Hope you all know what you're doing, because we don't. We don't, nope. <laughs> We're still kind of up in the air. We, we, we might hop in the car tomorrow and drive all the way down to the beach for a salute from the shore. Down for and, and ping pong back up to Lake Murray for Drew Island fireworks. Mm-hmm. And then back home. Be a long day. Be fun. We've done we've done worse. Yeah, we have. <laughs> it's only three hours to the beach, and then in four. If I'm not for going to Charleston, I'm not going to Isle of Palms or anything like that. Oh come on, it's my favorite place. Yeah, but it'd be crowded. Yeah. I'm thinking more like Huntington Island State Park up near oh, Myrtle gosh. Beach or something like that. Well, if we don't get to see the fireworks at Lake Murray, we got to see a great fireworks show at Grace Oh gosh, Day yes, today. yes. Got all of us went. Yeah. We're all there. Uh, I even brought a. A girl from my basketball team when he had a ball. Yeah, y'all finished off my funnel cake for me. We did. But you can't finish one. I, I can't eat the whole thing. I mean, I got halfway through and it was good and all. But I, I just... hope it was worth it. I stood in line for a good 15 minutes. But that's what you do at stuff like this. Because there were how many people there? You saw some statistics. Over, I heard somebody say over 20,000 people. In Greer. Which I is know. crazy. Well, but the weather was perfect. Yep. The, the the band was excellent. Yep. And uh, the fireworks, incredible. Mm-hmm. Every time you thought it was like the end, there was, it was <laughs> there's more. more. <laughs> That's right. They changed songs. Yep. Had Lee Greenwood, Dolly Parton. I mean, it was it was yeah, really it was good. a good a good show. So I hope y'all I hope y'all have something to go through tomorrow. We we kind of went through a list last week, uh, but you can find stuff. And in Charleston, North Charleston, Tiga K. Where else? Um, Sleep from the shore, Lake Murray. There's 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 places all over. Just, just search. With any of those, if you're going to be out in the water, please be careful. Yeah. So many something can happen so fast. Just wear that kill switch. Wear your life jackets. Be aware of what you're doing. Don't try and say, "Oh, I think I can make it," and cut across some pontoon or something yeah. like that. Just be smart yeah. about what you're doing, because other people might not be. Wear your life jacket, kill switch, especially kids on board, and people, people. All right, I have to grind on something here for just a second. Oh, boy. I was up on Lake Bowen the other day. Okay. Saturday, last Saturday, mm-hmm. afternoon fishing, 
and the number of people bow riding. Yes. Especially kids. Especially pontoon boats, too. Well, I saw those, but there were others, too, that were kids bow riding. That's that's a recipe for disaster, folks. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. It's fun. Yeah, we know, but don't do it. Um, and I'm yeah. sure Lake Wardens will be out in full force. Yeah, forces. yeah, they'll be out in force this weekend, which is good. If they want to take your boat, let them take your boat. Don't be difficult. Yeah. Just make sure you have everything right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keep your running lights on, too. Yeah, at night yep. and in the mornings. Um, so, anyway... We got. We need to get to the calendar right quick Kay. to make sure we get it in. Okay. Uh, don't forget your Fourth of July celebrations tomorrow. Uh, Taylor, you got something as always brought to you by Green Pond. I mean, visit Anderson and Green Pond Landing in a minute. Okay, go ahead. What you got? Um, the Ridge Baptist Church is putting on their 12th annual Sportsman's Cookout um, Saturday, July 17th in Monk's Corner. Um, it's free. It's free. I was just looking at that. Yep. And it starts at 9 and ends at 5. A long day. I think that's, that's a really that's, fun that's one to go to, though. Day. What, July 17th? July 17th. There you go. Yep. It's free. So there's your calendar. Oh, the other calendar stuff we've got is, of course, day 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 of the South Carolina 7 oh. trek across South Carolina. So yeah. day 5, we went through the last four days. If you, if you don't know about this, this is SouthCarolina7.com. It's where you find all this, the itinerary. This is a... Uh, hiking trek, um, historical, educational, seven wonders of South Carolina deal in July. Every day in July, there's something different, something new. Uh, day five, the roof of the Palmetto State. They're going to summit Sassafras Mountain. Monday, July the 5th, uh, at 3,533 feet. So if you there, just heard that, I'm so happy. sorry. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Their hike is going to summit Sassafras beginning at the Chimney Top Gap Trailhead. Uh, continuing to Sassafras Mountain, which is 2.1 miles total. And from the top, you're able to view 6,000 feet and other mountains. 6,000 feet and other mountains, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, so anyway, that's day six. That's the first wonder of South Carolina. Hmm. Day six. Yeah, day six is Jocassee Gorges. The second wonder of South Carolina. Yeah, and it's the, of the 50 of the last great places. And that's going to be Tuesday, July 6th. Um, clear water and beautiful mountains. I'm Lake just going to say that. Oh. Um, it's the transition between South Carolina mountains and the Piedmont. Um, the slope dropped in elevation by 2,000 vertical feet. The name Jocassi, according to Native American legend, means place of the lost one. <laughs> so it looks like a really, really cool hike. You can go read more about it. It's five miles, um, but it would be so worth it. And five miles, I think that's three to six hikers, which means moderate. Okay. So not bad. Uh, day, come on, scroll down. Day 7, ah, Wednesday, July 7th, Chattooga River Whitewater Rafting. Uh-huh. We're doing the mini trip. Yeah, we are. The five-hour mini uh, with with Tom and everybody. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, famed as the location of the movie Deliverance. Paddle faster, boys. I hear banjo music. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's a wild and scenic river. It is the third wonder of South Carolina. And while you might not be able to join our crew on the raft uh, or in the group, there might be still some things open for that, but you can always do your own. Mm-hmm. Whitewater, wild water rafting. Day 8 is Middle Saluda Passage. That's Thursday. Um, you're still going to be up in the Jocassi Gorges. They're going to hike um, the Middle Passage of Saluda of the Palmetto Trail and explore 
the Rainbow Falls, which sounds like so much fun. It's a four-mile hike. Yep. And they get access to that at the Jones Gap parking area. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Day nine, which will take us through next Friday. And so we will pick up next week with day ten and go on. And we'll have an update uh, from Wednesday of what they've done so far and our day on the water. Friday, they're going to hike and explore Kings Mountain National and State Military Park. It's uh, one of the parts of the state's Liberty Trail locations. The Revolutionary War battle at Kings Mountain is a unique battle for several reasons. It was one of the first a few major battles of the war fought entirely between Americans. If that, no British troops served here. In the South, many people were divided. When the war started, some fought for independence, others for loyalty to England. So uh, pretty neat. And it's only a mile and a half hike, and I think actually those trails are paved. I believe. So anyway, we'll we'll pick up with that again next time and and lead on with that. Taylor, there are some new catfish regulations in town and state that needs to be talked about. It's a statewide blue catfish regulation. It took effect June 16th, which we missed. Uh, It limits the daily krill limit to 25 fish of Arkansas blue cats. Per person, only two of those can be larger than 32 inches. This is the same regulation they've had on Santee Cooper as part of a 2014 law that expired in 2018. That expired. It got brought back up again by DNR and the fishing guides on area lakes. And um, so it's here. And this law has no sunset clause. So this one's here to stay unless they repeal it. And now we can talk about the guest that's going to come on next, probably for the rest of the show. Probably. Because we can't stop talking when we get with him. Go ahead. Hurry up. we got 20 seconds. You can uh, tell who it is. Davey Height is going to join us for the next segment, hopefully the next three segments. But we'll see how much time we take. So stick around and listen to that. Hey, great guy. Y'all hang on. More Woods and Water South Carolina after the break. Taylor's all smiles because we worked in a little bit of her bumper music. All in bluegrass and country songs. Oh my goodness, she is singing on the show, folks. <laughs> I get in trouble for doing that every week, and now she's doing it. I'm a better it. singer than you. You're a better singer than mine. That's exactly right. But you know, <laughs> yeah, he's talking about South Carolina low country, and I, I probably, if I had to bet, I bet our guest is is down that way. Because he was catfishing early in the week. He may have come back home now, but I bet Davey Height, um, welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. But I bet you're enjoying that place down on Santee. I am enjoying it. But you, you were right, and then you were wrong, but then you were right again. Because <laughs> I was down there catfishing, and I did come back home to just check on the dog and take care of a few things around home. But I will be right back down oh, there. So okay. You- Pretty much got me pegged. Okay. <laughs> Man, must be nice. It's a rough life, Taylor. Yeah, I'm sure. It's the toughest. <laughs> it's great to be with y'all. Um, it's been a little while, but yeah. I, uh, I've been missing Taylor a little bit. Just just by coincidence, uh, her being at the Classic, I didn't even get to, to see you guys. We I were know. Both there. 
an you, old event missed... never saw one another. But I've seen Roger a, a little bit more often than that, but uh, it's good to be on the show with you guys. I really yeah. enjoy it every time. Well, we, we appreciate you taking your time off, and, and we know how valuable it is and how busy you can get. Uh, so when, when we can get you on, we'd love to have you on. And Taylor's head just swelled up about two or three sizes when you said you are missing seeing Taylor. And you've missed a lot here. I've got a bunch to update you on, David. Let's just say that. You've missed a well, lot. I'm ready. <laughs> All here. One thing, one thing before we get going on yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Your, your singing was great. I promise you, I will not sing because I know my limitations when it comes to singing. <laughs> I, I knew the next line, but I'm not about to sing on your show. <laughs> That's all right. You you can just talk. Look, I, enough. I wouldn't cut you off if you started singing. <laughs> I cut you yeah. off if you started singing. Daddy. I know you would. <laughs> so, Roger. Yes. You, Roger, you, I think you would. If you ever heard me sing, I think you would cut me off if I started to sing. I do. I love to dance, and uh, but I, I don't even try to sing. Uh, uh, we got a little interruption there with a phone call. Oh, that's all right. No, no, no problem. So you like to dance, but you don't sing. Yeah, exactly. I just like to beat, and I like to sing. But <laughs> I, 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 uh, I sing to myself. Oh, this is going to be great because you're going to love the outro music for this segment. Oh, no. Is, oh, this is great. <laughs> I couldn't have planned this any better if I knew it. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, Taylor. It, oh, it'll be, it'll no, be fun. It's got to be music. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah we, we do enjoy having you on the show. Love seeing you around. Love seeing you on live. Man, it, it is so much fun watching you on live. And, and, and it, Taylor, I know you got some. Why don't you start him off? Because I'm about to spill your first question, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, you are. I am. Um, so I actually got this one wrong. Um, I thought it was you're going to your third year doing it, but you're actually going to your fourth year of Bass Live. Are you Are you still enjoying it like you were when you first started? I enjoy it. I have enjoyed it since day one, and it's it's really amazing that uh, I'm enjoying this because this is something I never dreamed of doing. I, I dreamed of being a professional bass fisherman my basically my entire life since I was about 11 or 12 years old. But I never thought that I would be doing, you know, co-hosting some live shows, or doing the commentary on the water, or you know, it's it, it's just something that I never dreamed of doing. But but when they offered me the opportunity to do this and to work for bass and, and to cover the elite tournaments. I had been thinking for a few years, what am I going to do when I retire? I mean, when you're a professional fisherman, what do you do when you retire? I mean, I, I don't go play golf and I don't, I'm, you know, you don't all of a sudden start fishing more than you ever have because I've been fishing my whole life. So I, I just was, the, I never wanted to, and, and, and I got to be careful with my words here because <laughs> I respect anyone that wants to, you know, if you want to fish professionally until sure. you're 70, 80 years old, then more power to you. But, but, I never wanted to do that. I wanted to uh, to fish professionally and and make a make a good living and hopefully win a few tournaments and accomplish a few things, and then uh, just fish for fun or the enjoyment of fishing the right. way I did when I was a kid. Later on in life, I didn't want to have to keep that competitive grind uh, up until I was sixty, seventy years old. So, right. but I didn't know what I was going to. I didn't know what I was going to do. So when they offered me this, it was is perfect. Um, and, and I do still enjoy it to, to directly answer your question, Taylor. But the, the big misconception, I think a, a lot of people ask me, 
do you miss fishing? I, I fish as much as I have, uh, maybe not when I was a teenager, but I fish as much as I have in the last 25 years right now. I, a lot of it is at Santee and Lake Murray, Summit Lake Greenwood, Hartwell, you know, all of our local lakes, Clark Hill. Sure. Right. But uh, I still fish a lot. This northern swing for the elite, the week in between those two tournaments, I'm going to smallmouth <laughs> fish for the entire week. So I still, I, I love to fish till the day I die. Sure. Um, but but I, I do enjoy working with Tommy, uh, Zona, Suits, Ronnie, all of those folks there at, at BASS. And there's a lot of people involved. You guys know that. But there's oh, yeah. always a lot of people behind the scenes. And uh, I enjoy, it's just a great group of people. I bet y'all just have a ball. Whatever y'all do, y'all together, listen to y'all on live sometimes. I'm just like, yep, I bet there could be no no better people to work Bath Live than y'all. And, like, And I don't think there's any personality conflicts. Y'all, y'all go together so well. Mm-hmm. Well, I really do appreciate that. And then, you know, I get asked about, is Zona really that crazy? Well, yeah, he is. But <laughs> yeah. I've known Mark Zona since, you know, he was fishing the Invitationals and I was fishing the Invitationals. And, wow. and we've been friends for a very long time. And Tommy Sanders is just, he's the epitome of uh, the outdoor voice, I guess you could say, of ESPN for so many years. And he just he just fits that mold so well. And it's just and Ronnie and Suits, are, they're, they're great to work with. I mean, we just... We we all uh, kind of know our roles and understand one another, and, and uh, thankfully they understand a lot of my limitations, and there aren't a lot to understand. But um, I, I love work, working with the folks, and that means everything. That means everything. Who is uh, who is crazier, Zona or Mercer? Mm, that's <laughs> well, that is a good one, and, <laughs> and I have to think about that a little bit to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I don't know, it's Mark. I don't know as much about Mark as I do Dave because Mark's like either on the studio or on the water. You know, Mercer's there in the morning and at weigh-ins and all, so he's a little more accessible. We talk to him a little more. So I don't know much about Mark Zona, but I, you know, just the the personas and all that, they got to be pretty close. They they are, and and that's why I say I have to hesitate a little bit to even think which one is crazier. Um, I guess Zona by by hair. Okay. And if your photo finished. That's scary. That I, is scary. I didn't know anybody could be crazier than Mercer. <laughs> I mean, I love the guy. Don't get me wrong. But. Yeah. He has a handful. Yeah. Uh, they, they are so great to work with. They, they really are. And, and you know, I've known both of them for a long time. I've known Zona a little longer than Dave Mercer, but um, just, just great people. And, and here's the cool thing. And, and, I know we're on your radio show, but sure. just like I'm talking to you, Taylor, and to you, Roger, like yeah. we're talking with one another. I know both of them. I know their wife. I know their their families. They are good people. They okay. good family people, and that that means so much. They're, they're you know there's there's a lot of personality there and a lot of you know a lot of talent. But when you get right down to it, they they really are family people in their own way. That's cool. Hmm. Well. Like you said, you're you know you're out in the water here, you're in the studio here. How do you juggle both the times you're out in the water and the times you're in the studio? Okay, so when I was talking with uh, Mike McKinnis, who is Jerry McKinnis' son, for those who don't know that, I know y'all know that. But, yeah. Um, he's I guess he's my first line supervisor. Okay. Uh, when I was talking to him and Bruce Aiken, um, a bath about 
potentially doing this live, I, I felt like I needed to be on the water at least a, a percentage of the time, not just be in studio. Sure. Because I wanted to, I wanted to interact with the anglers on site. And I wanted to be out on the water some to get a feel for the events. Now, I, I actually like doing some studio work too, but with new anglers coming along, I get to get to know them, you know. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I, you can just name uh, from a Brian. I guess Brian New would be a good example. He worked his way up through the Open. Right. And, and is doing well on the Elite in his first year. You, you guys, you know, he's right there from North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we know Brian. Getting, getting to know the people when the, and, and, and their personalities as a fisherman on the water, not just um, – well, not just on the water, but on the water and also around the weigh-in stage before and after weigh-ins and, and maybe go out to dinner with them and that sort of thing. So it's real important to me. I guess if I had to pick which one I like the most, it is on the water. Okay. Um, but but I enjoy being in the studio, and I will have to admit, being in the studio is much, much easier. You don't have to worry about the rain, the wind, yeah. thermostat set at 72. I mean, sure. it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> now, one thing i got to ask you about being on the water and we got about um, about a minute and a half here. Do you do you have the same camera person? It seems like there's a name that keeps cropping up that you're out on the water with. Now, is, is she your camera person out on the water? She is, and her name is Ashley Wages, and she is great. Um, never, I mean, and, and she's never been on, like, last year when we were out on Lake Ontario, one of those days, there was legit five or six footers. Oh, my goodness. I could tell she was nervous, but she trusts me, and she knows. She's told me this before. This is before Lake Ontario. <laughs> she told me that she was talking to her mom, and she and her mom's like, be careful out there. So, and she said, Mom, I'm with Davey, and he's made his living on the water his entire life, and, and I'll be fine. So she has confidence in me. But when we were on Lake Ontario last year, at one point I looked at her, and she was wide as a <laughs> I didn't think you might land, and she said yes. And the moment she stepped on land, well, let's just say uh, seasickness set in. Oh yeah. But she never said she never said a word. And 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 once I thought about, it, she's looking through that camera lens. Oh and yeah. Six footers. I mean, yeah. it would have made me sick. Of yeah. She's looking through that camera lens, and everything's moving around her. So, but she is great, and and she, I've been fortunate enough to basically, you know, she's she's my camera gal. And yeah. They better they better not try to take her. <laughs> That's great. Oh, Taylor, I mean, we we had three questions, and we spent almost 13 minutes. So that's mm-hmm. the first segment of the show. Uh, Davey, we got some more stuff we want to ask you, and if you'll hang on through this next segment, we'll get to some of that, and then we'll see about the third one. But uh, I think it's going great so far, and we're having a good time. So hang on, folks. We'll be back with more Davey Height, and uh, maybe the northern swing on the elite stop when we get back. We're going to let this play out a little more because during the break, Dave was talking a little bit of smack about his dancing and singing. So hang on. We're going to let this music go a little bit so it'll set the stage for what Dave wants to talk about here. (laughs) (laughs) These these 
Hey, these little talks between segments are so much fun. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Yep. Uh, here it is, right here. So bad. You guys are so bad. So bad. I, I was not tooting my horn about dancing. I just said I can dance, but I cannot sing. I mean, when you're in the fourth grade and you're, you're taking chorus, yes, and the teacher says, you know, it might just be best if you hum or just move your lips and don't sing. That's when you know you can't sing. You can't sing. But you can dance. But I do like to dance. You do like I to do dance. Like Tell tell us about your dancing and what do you like to dance to? I mean, I'm sure it's not ballroom dancing. Uh, Taylor Taylor's a big swing dancer. Taylor goes to swing dance like swing every dancer. Wednesday night. Uh, are you a more like a cool in the gang type funky music discin? Uh, oh, I mean, I, I honestly, it, when it comes to music, I like it all. It yeah. just depends on the mood I'm in. I, I, so much driving throughout my career, you have to listen to music. Um, but I mean, heck, I can, I can, I can enjoy some Sugar Hill Gang from way back. Oh Hulu gosh, gang, uh, the Commodores. I also I love the Shag. Oh, um, I like I, I take the two step. I love to to dance the country music. I, I line dance. I mean, the Boot Scoop Boogie. I was, I mean, I knew three or four versions of that line dance of that. But I like doing all that. I uh, I I do like to dance, and I cannot say. And he can walk. <laughs> Taylor, sounds Hi. like we need to find an occasion where you two can get in and do a line dance together. I, I will we, admit, Taylor scares the heck out of me with the rhythm she's got. Oh, I'm a good dancer. I mean, it, it's, it's scary, Dave, because you know all the boys in the room are looking, you know. <laughs> that's the part yeah, that's the yeah. real killer. Uh, well, that's I, bad. I'm sure that, that would be... Uh, yeah. That would be tough. No, that's fine. I, I never had to go through that. Yeah, yeah. Well. I got it narrowed down to one boy now. We good. Oh, jeez. One boy at the moment. <laughs> Poor guy. He has no idea what's in store for oh, him. Oh, my word. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Dad. You're welcome. But anyway, now that we're moving on from Davy Height and dancing, uh, but it's, it, that's good to know. Mm -hmm. It's That's fodder for when we see him on the road or something like that we can yeah david i ought to take you swing dancing with me i'll do that oh my goodness you take a david <laughs> out swing dancing hey that work. That, let me tell you what this place they go to there's a couple places around they go to and they are always packed mm -hmm. always packed mm -hmm. and it's just it's it's just it's kids and they're having a good time and it's good to see them out and doing it really is so anyway, okay, we're well, moving along from dancing. Uh, we just, and this is odd because this is almost July, and we're still talking about the classic because it was just a couple of weeks ago. But Davey, um finished up the Fort Worth Classic. Um, going in, who'd you have picked to win? Gosh, you know, I, I really didn't have any one person that I thought, uh, you know, it, at the, since I've been doing Bath Live, they let me pick any angler I want to spend the one practice day with, or they have so right. far. Okay. Uh, and I try to pick the person that I think is, is going to have the best chance of winning, but I was torn this year, and I ended up riding with Clark Wendler, which is a great friend, and he's sure. a Texas angler, and, you know, he, he had a good practice day. You've seen this, Roger. Yep. Um, you, you can have a good practice day, and things not work out, just like any other tournament. But Kate Cherry, and 
I'm just going to say this. I'm not trying to, you know, be the Monday morning quarterback and say he was my pick. Sure. But I'd never heard him say what he said when I talked with him before the tournament in personal interviews that I've had the best practice I've ever had in my life. Now, this is the defending champion saying that. Right, yeah. So he certainly was on my radar. But did I pick him, you know, a month before the Classic? No. But, But, man, what a classic. And first and foremost, congratulations to Hank Cherry. Yeah. Uh, Matt Airy mm. made a good run that final day. Certainly had to pitch mm. on the line, on his line to win. Just did not work out. Um, I, I've been there, done that. I, you know, I had a second <laughs> place class one time and had to fish on to win. But, uh, Matt Airy's a great fisherman. We, he'll, he'll oh, get yeah. his, no doubt about oh, it. Oh, absolutely. What, yeah, the one other thing, the fans showed up in Fort Worth. Y'all were there. Yeah. Um, just, it makes you feel great about our sport. Even with the pandemic, this is the first year I've ever questioned, man, I wonder if we'll really have a packed crowd here in the expo, um, in the arena and that sort of thing. But man, the, the, the Bass Master fans, the, the Bass Tournament fans as a whole, um, they never fail to show up and it was a, it was a great event there at Fort Worth, Texas. Absolutely was. Um, it was that like there again, the, the rain delay was tough. On mm-hmm. Saturday morning, it was tough to sit there. I know that a lot of guys took naps and all, and it and a lot of guys were catching those fish early. And I think Saturday, at weigh in when people were coming in with one fish, two fish, I think you saw that. And just just how many people were catching their fish that first two three hours of the day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and, and that goes back to you know we had a summer classic. Well, technically it wasn't quite summer, but most people kind of even though according to the calendar. It, it was another week or so before summer, but um, that time of year in in the middle of June in in Texas, you sure. you got to catch a lot of your fish early in the morning, and it really hurt the weights overall to uh, not get those first two hours in on Saturday. Yeah, and I, I rode I marshaled on Friday with uh, Shane LeHugh, Baby Shark, and you know I I heard that the the uh, the water was up. And, you know, there were times we were fishing, like, in those, in patches of buck brush, which would have been along the bank, and there was, like, yard grass below us, which was, but I was amazed how clear that water is. So that water had been up a long time then, hadn't it, Davey? It had been up a long time, and here's the other thing that really helps when a lake's flooded like that. It surprised me the day that, the same day that you were out there with Shane, I was with Clark. That was Aquatic vegetation was in that lake. There's yeah. there was some hydrilla, but a lot of milfoil, and it does a great job of filtering uh, and the waters. And some of our lakes here in South Carolina that are basically void of aquatic vegetation. Man, when they when we have a lot of rains and that water gets dirty, it takes them a long, long time, time. For to uh, clear. Which is interesting because we got we got the classic coming up here in Hartwell, and that's one of those lakes mm-hmm. takes a long time to clear up. But you know, Taylor and I took, did a road trip back in March. Taylor, or April, mm-hmm. March. March, and we actually came down to Lake Moultrie, and uh, wind got up on us the day we were there. We stayed at Black's Camp, which was a neat experience for those of you who have never been there. It's a neat place, got great cheeseburgers, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and we fished a little bit, but like I said, the wind kept us going from going where we wanted to, but I was amazed how clear that lake is at that time of the year. Yeah, it is, yeah, it is. and it... it uh, it does have a fair amount of shoreline vegetation, which helps it a lot, even even with the winds we have. 
But I think one thing that's really beneficial for Lake Moultrie is most of the shorelines are sand. It's almost like just beach sand, where in the upstate we had a, have a lot of red clay. Right. If you have wind and some rain, those red clay banks will really, you know, stain some water up where on Lake Moultrie, most of those waves that are hitting the shoreline um, and, and the, the water coming out of those backwater ponds, it, most of that is sand. So that helps out a lot. But, yeah, I love a cheeseburger for black camp, by the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially, it, especially when we were that hungry. Yeah, it helped. Mm. We were hungry, and it took them like 15 minutes to get it ready. Get yeah, it to and, then, us. and you're just smelling it <laughs> the entire time. The whole okay. time. All right, yeah. come on, pick yeah. up the pace here. Um but, yeah, kind of a cool place. Well, you know, you, you mentioned Matt Airy, and, and obviously we're not going to get the New York swing, so if you got time, we'll hang over to the next one. Uh, got about a minute and a half or so, Davey, and you, you we talked about Matt. Matt was on the show a couple weeks ago. He he said, you know, I'm going to own that fish for the rest of my life, my career or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you mentioned that you had one the same way. So from your perspective, it, and take about a minute to do this or so, how do you own a fish like that? I mean, uh, I guess there's a recovery period, and then it's just like part of who you are. It, it is, and I'll, I'll try to make this brief. It'll be hard to do in a minute, but I, I'll, okay. I'll do the best I can. I thought it was the worst thing that in, in when I finished second in the Bassmaster Classic, and that was when the last person that weighed uh, was almost always. I had never seen it not be the winner. They they wrote, drove me in the arena, the last person they thought, they had looked at my fish and thought I had a little more than I thought I had. It turns out, unfortunately, I was right, and they were wrong. <laughs> it felt like the worst thing that ever happened to me in, in professional fishing. And like you said, once I once I was able to think about it and get over that a month or so later, it, it turns out it, I think it was the best thing that happened to me short of when I did win the Classic because it, number one, gave me confidence. I had the fish on the line to win the World Championship, so I knew I was capable. Okay. And – and then the other thing is I was so mo- motivated because I promised my son that was, you know, five years old at the time and was sure. crying because they told him that I was going to win. And I did. I promised him, and I probably shouldn't have, but I promised him I would win one day. So I was very, very driven from that point on. And I can see that happening to Matt. That would mm-hmm. be exactly how he'd take it. He, he, yeah. may, he may come out the next few tournaments and, and walk off with both of them. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we do want to talk about the northern swing. We want to talk about some smallmouth fishing and maybe the a little more on the classic coming up. So y'all hang on. David's going to hang with us, and we'll be back with more Woods and Water South on the other side. Oh, I can't believe I got this one, too. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even think about this one when I loaded in. I, I reloaded the dance song for David the last time. And then we got this one, which is the Hooters and we danced. The what? It's the song. It's by the Hooters, and the song is titled, And We Danced. Mm. And I just, I just have it today. Oh yeah, you you have it. Uh-huh. We need to, we, Taylor. Yes. We need to start recording the all-fair stuff. Uh, mm mm, mm mm. And that's, and, and that's doing like a like a hodgepodge. That's classified podcast of the off-air woods and water radio shows. There's a reason shows. it's off-air though. <laughs> 
Davey, exactly. would you agree, Davey, that that's kind of a cool idea? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Taylor on this oh, one. Oh, no. Uh, huh. Oh, man. Uh, now, bloopers. Bloopers you would be fine. You could do bloopers on. But there again, see, Davey, during the off-air the off air side, Davey brings up that you're just not going to date anyone, and when does this guy need to come meet you, which brought up the whole angler, I don't know what we need to call this. I need to get with Matt and figure out what we're going to call this. But we Matt Erie a couple anything. weeks ago was talking about a a – I guess a boyfriend advisory committee of professional anglers that you could submit boys to. We would interview, background check them, mm-hmm. rate them, and give you our recommendation. Mm-hmm. And Davey brought up kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Great minds think alike, Davey mm-hmm. Height. I think it would be great. I do think it would be great. See. We would have a, a long checklist of do's and don'ts. Yes. The first thing I asked Taylor was, does he fish? And he did pass that part of the uh, questionnaire that yes. he said he does fishing hunt, so that's, he does. that's the first point. Those are fairly important to me too. Um, that, that's a groundwork. <laughs> I just like him. I, you just don't want to admit it. <laughs> I will never like any guy until he is gainfully employed, has health insurance, and a house. Davy, would you agree? Um, I'm with you on that one. All I'm right. with you on that one. Davy's like gainfully employed is very important. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that we know Davey like we do. Otherwise, he'd be sitting there scratching his going. I thought we came on here to talk about fishing. You know, I was just um, looking at this list, and nowhere on this list of questions do I see Davey's opinion on the whole boyfriend board thing. But he's. An it's a- not even a topic. Imagine that. It's not even a topic on this list. So we may as well just go ahead and get back to the topic because there's some very important things on this list from what I'm seeing right here. So, Dad, um... Do you get a little of the defensiveness that I live with all the time, David? Do you get a little bit of that? <laughs> okay, y'all Let's hush. Talk. Let's talk smallmouth fishing. All right, we've got some New York Elite stops coming up. Two more stops in the year. Um, a little earlier than last year, probably the same timing as in 2019. Uh, is this a is this going to be a whack-em and stack-em, or is this going to be a battle of ounces? Well, I think it'll be a little bit of both, to be honest with you. Uh, I think the battle of the ounces will be uh, separating uh, the middle of the pack and not making that first cut and not making that uh, last $10,000 check. But I think we'll see some big strings of smallmouth weighed in. Uh, keep in mind, Lake Champlain is its not a great lake, but a lot of people think it should be the next lake named one of our great lakes. It's very, very big, and the wind can can uh, really play a big factor in, in the weight, how, how these anglers are able to, to get to and from their fish, uh, from takeoff over to the Inland Sea. Some anglers running all the way to Ticonderoga. But, wow. Roger and Taylor, I do want to say, one day you guys are going to have to come up there, and I'll take you on a little smallmouth trip <laughs> oh in between gosh. some of these cars. Because if you've never caught a smallmouth, any of our listeners, if you've never caught a smallmouth, you you really are missing out on being a bad fisherman or fisherwoman because it is it is absolutely incredible to uh, set the hook on a four or five pound smallmouth and see them jump four feet you know out of the water in the air almost it looks like eye level with you it's just really really incredible. Dad, All right, you know what that wait you know what that sounds like an invitation. That sounds like a plane ticket that you're going to pay for for me to fly up there and you can just stay here. See, that's where you're mistaken because I have these free buddy fares 
So both of us can go. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that because I do recall you what? saying you were busy while they're okay. going to be up there. So, but, but he brought yeah. up a great point. Gosh. He brought smallmouth fishing. Mm-hmm. Davy Height, how do you catch smallmouth? Well, there's a lot of ways to, to catch them. The, the big thing is you can you can catch them power fishing. You don't see as much of that it seems as you do the finesse fishing, the drop shots, and that sort of thing. But they'll bite top water, they'll bite crankbaits, they'll bite you know, lipless crankbaits. All the things that you catch largemouth on, it, you can catch smallmouth on. But so many of the places where we have these final events, the water is just so clear. Lake Champlain, for the most part, and then the St. Lawrence River, Lake Ontario. Right. So that that causes people to oftentimes downsize with their line and the size of their bait just because the fish smallmouth are sight feeders okay. and they can be wary of that the bigger line and the bigger bait so it's more of a challenge then it, it is it, it is in a way but i i don't you know th- those lakes are just not fish like ours down south our right. our lakes get pressure 365 days a year and those lakes uh, it's pressure, but typically it's June, July, and August. So only for three or four months out of the year do those lakes get a lot of pressure. So Lake Champlain, uh, big water runs to get to where they want, and then the St. Lawrence River, man, it seems like that's a great stop every year for the last few years. It, it is, and it's, it's incredible. Um, the first year I started fishing, you know, quit my job and tried to become a professional bass fisherman way back in the 90s was the first event of the year was on like uh the St. Lawrence River slash Lake Ontario and I had never caught a smallmouth and the first event of the, of my professional career oh, wow. uh, I needed to catch smallmouth. I didn't do very well. But the the next time we went there I finished second to Kevin Van Dam. So I, I the learning curve set in. <laughs> I, I found out learned a lot about smallmouth in a short amount of time. Um but it's what's really incredible about having fished it in the nineties and, and fishing it, you know, last year some, and, and I'll fish there some this year when the tournament's not going on. Right. The fish have gotten much bigger. The numbers were always there, but years ago, if you had 12 to 15 pounds, you were doing really good. And now if you have 12 or 15 pounds, you'll be you'll be right out on that first cut headed back to South Carolina. Yeah, because you're going you're gonna to have 20, 22, 25-pound stringers on those top yeah. guys every day. Yes, absolutely. Amazing. That, that is a trip we need to make, Taylor. Yep. A definite, a definite trip. So there, let's see, July the 8th through the 11th is Champlain and the 15th. Is, so they're sandwiched. You got ICAST sandwiched right there in the middle of both of those, don't you? Yes, and that, for the first time in many, many years. I, I don't remember the last time I missed the ICAST, but I'm not going to be at the ICAST um, this year because of that. And then there's some, you know, there's still some lingering COVID effects. Sure. Um, I guess lingering. So many places here in South Carolina, you know, and, and in Texas where the classic was, have opened up totally. But there's still some people that are not going to be attending those events like I guess yeah. because of the COVID situation. Yeah. So, hmm. uh, well, real quickly, uh, the 22 Classic is coming up. We got about three minutes left in the whole show in this last segment. Uh, nine months away, which is kind of odd to talk about a classic only nine months away when we just finished up one. Got some, uh, okay, 24 anglers are about there, are going to get dropped from the elites this year. Uh, you've got 
Oh, you got elite guys that are qualifying through the opens. You got open guys qualifying that are coming in. You got the former classic winners, automatic bid. And you got Matt Airy sitting in 40th place, one spot out of the classic cut. Kind of already, he's probably in with Hank Cherry being qualified, but what does Matt need to do over the next two two stops to make that cut and maybe some of the other guys underneath him? It's interesting you ask that because that's the first thing I was going to talk about. I appreciate <laughs> you leading me right into it. Because yes, sir. Hank finished second in our classic uh, just a few weeks ago. He He's going to have to you know have two decent tournaments up there. He's not going to have to win either one, not even top ten. But um, he needs to have two decent tournaments, and I'm I'm certain I'll go out on a limb and say I'm certain Matt Airy will do that and, and qualify. But you know, along with him, looking looking at that AOI list, and, and we're going to lose twenty plus anglers uh, after this season with the Bassmaster Elite. Yep. And and you look you look down at, at and you see uh, a Clark Winlet, a uh, Scott Canterbury that. You know, Clark Winland is reigning anger of the year. Scott Canterbury has been in contention every year. And you see they're in the, you know, 60th, yeah. uh, 61, 62, kind of right in there. Um, but both of those anglers are very good on the northern swing. It would not surprise me. They can make up a lot of ground also. But um, Seth Fighter, I think, will be all eyes on Seth Fighter on this yeah. northern swing because he's leading AOI, and everyone knows he's a good smallmouth fisherman. But he's got the one and only Jason Christie <laughs> in second place. That uh, I'd hate to, you know, if, if I'm Seth Fighter, he's probably the last person I would want uh, right behind me. And then let's not forget about South Carolina's own Patrick Walters being in third place, still with a legitimate chance to win AOI. But it's and you're an accountant, Roger. It's simple <laughs> math. Seth Fighter, if he makes two top twenties, he cannot it's lose over. AOI. He's yeah. just got to have two pretty good tournaments. Yeah. You, you know, I'm gonna tell, we got. <laughs> I hate to keep. I'm trying to give you a heads up. Got about a minute left. What What is Seth Fighter like? Because you see this persona and all that, and you've gotten to know him a little bit. What's uh? <laughs> he's an interesting character. He is, but but what you see is what you get with Seth Fighter. There there are anglers that that put on a different character. I guess you could say when they have a camera on them, but not Seth Fighter. He is that way all of the time, <laughs> and he's uh. He's one of the guys that was was vocal about I'm staying with BASS. That's what I've always dreamed of, um, and and it would be great to see Seth Fighter Seth Fighter win an Angler of the Year or a Classic title or something like that. Because I'm telling you, it will be a fun time, and I'm looking forward to being there <laughs> when when whoever holds that trophy. But if Seth Fighter holds that Aoy trophy, he and I are going to spend a little time together that afternoon. I can promise. <laughs> Sounds like we need to be there, Taylor. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh, I don't know if we could fit in ICAST and a up north. But I do have some free no, tickets. No, we can. I will find it a might way. Be, it might be interesting. Um, <laughs> gosh, Davey, it is so much fun having you on the show. We really appreciate your time today and taking the extra time to be here. Mm-hmm. And uh, any any last thoughts in the last five seconds? Well, I just enjoy being on the show with you, and I don't know what else to do other than say I'm inviting you guys on a smallmouth fishing trip, and you will have fun. And I'm going to say we'll be there. (laughs) All right, folks. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Thanks, Davey Height. Thanks for listening, folks. As always, make time to get out there. Take the back road in the can. Don't forget that camera. Back next week, more Woods and Water. Have a safe Fourth of July holiday.